Okay, that's us recording. Um, my name is uh, David Wild. I'm an actor filmmaker from Scotland. I've got another Scott here, Craig Campbell, who's a uh, entrepreneur, SEO. You tell me. Um, digital, <laughs> digital marketing, SEO, actor, entrepreneur. What else? Hustler. Everything. <laughs> just trying to make a few quid is the the bottom line. Uh, and I know I'm never going to do that through the acting side. So. <laughs> but I, I, well, who, I, who, who I mean, does exactly? Unless you make it in Hollywood, <laughs> that's a um, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there is no such real thing as Hollywood these days. It's so fragmented, anyway. You know, it's like a, it's all over the place, which is a good thing, you know. But anyway, no, I want to, you know, um, we've worked together, um, and really just yeah, just a wee introduction to yourself, what what you actually do, you know. Um, your main job is because um, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm interested in. And re- any filmmakers and creators are watching this as a reason as well, you know, we'll go through this conversation, you know. But if you tell me what stuff that you do, um, so <laughs> I do digital marketing, um, online marketing, whatever guys you want to put on it. Uh, and effectively, the actual skill that I have is called SEO, which no one ever knows. So when people ask me, What do you do? I, I always stutter, I'm like. Shit, what, what this is, a web designer, I, I'm not a web designer, but obviously my job is to uh, get websites to rank uh, on Google, search engine optimization is what SEO stands for, and uh, for many years I've done that, whether that be for local businesses, my own businesses, uh, you know, where there's traffic, there's money online, but like, we'll go into it further, <laughs> the further down that we go, you know, I started out doing this stuff, then you do a bit of social media, then you do a bit of YouTube. Before you know it, you're you're probably a, an all-round marketing guy. So digital marketing, online marketing is pretty much what I do uh, on a day-to-day basis. I have done it for clients in the past. I'm doing it for local plumbers, local builders, dentists, all that stuff. Uh, and there came a point uh, in that period uh, where I was like, why the hell am I? doing this for, for other people uh, and it was a dentist that said to me David uh, and I know you like stories dentist says to me he was selling up he he started with one practice he ended up with five and somebody made him an offer for, for all five practices and he phoned me up and uh, he says can you come and meet me and uh, he says I'll put a new a, a good word in with a new guy for you and all that stuff but he sat with me and he says Craig you're an idiot I'm like what? Uh, and he says you should not be making guys like me a millionaire. He says you need to find something, a product or service or something to 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 promote yourself and make real money. And that triggered something in my head. Um, and I'm like, I, I don't have a product. And, and you know what? What the hell can I sell? And uh, that's where I went down the rabbit hole of affiliate marketing. I knew I could rank websites online. I knew I could get traffic. Um, but how do I make money out of that? And, and you, you said it to me, and I've said to you for the past couple of years about affiliate marketing, you can see, you, you absorb it, and you're like, mm, uh, whatever, uh, and you don't really listen, you don't really understand it. Uh, <laughs> and now, obviously, you've got a keen interest in I'm, it. So, I'm getting an interest in it now. I'm starting um, to understand it, yeah. And obviously, you know, you see <clears throat> people on the likes of TikTok and, and, and various other platforms, they're always selling something. You know, look at this, buy this, you know, bottle of water. Mm. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You? stuff which is the, for that but which is this it's kind of the, the shit kind of market no when it's right in your face do you know what I mean? 
I you know I get it if like if you get a mil, you know millions of followers and you throw up a quick video and then you make a fortune for that and then you do it once in a while. But it's a bit tacky when you're doing it all the time. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Uh, and, and for me, um, I do a lot of my affiliate through education. Um, so I'm, but that's I'm, what I mean. Usually, usually subtle. You don't, I don't know. Yeah. See it as you've got talking about affiliate. It seems to be different. You're, you're not standing with a bottle or something on your screen advertising something. Do you know what I mean? It's I. You know, I mean, it, it's got to be subtle. I, you know, I'm, I'm the the same as you. You know, I think it's tacky when you know somebody's standing there and all they're doing is sell, sell, selling to you. The yeah, art, yeah. The art of selling is not to sell. And right. uh, you know, I, I, I was. I've been in the industry for 15 years at the point where uh, I was making that pivot towards affiliate marketing. And uh, the next best thing for me was to do education courses. Uh, and of course, there's different tools. And even, you know, when you're doing uh, podcasts and, and kind of online stuff, you've got StreamYard. You need StreamYard to, to function. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm telling you how to create a podcast, on YouTube or on a, on a blog post or whatever it's going to be, and I link to StreamYard, I, I'm getting a commission for it, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm telling you what to use. You know, I've used StreamYard. I've used uh, Google Hangouts. I've used Zoom. I've used them all, um, you mm. know, in terms of doing uh, podcasts and uh, online stuff. And, and, you know, for me, using StreamYard as an example, simple, easy to use. You use it, you know, you you, you you find it easy. You don't need to be some kind of technical whiz. And I know you are quite technical with your cameras and all that anyway, but for me, anybody can use StreamYard. So I'm not saying yeah. it because I want to sell it. It genuinely is a good platform. So that's the difference when you're doing stuff because people say, what equipment do you need? You know, I bought every mic under the sun, every camera under the I've, sun. I've spent so much I've money. seen them in your office, stuff in <laughs> boxes. You know, boxes you You've probably seen it in that wee training room across the road. I've got fucking yeah. mics that I forgot I bought. Yeah. I've tried them once and they're just like, nah, dog shit, let's get the next one and the next one. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've wasted a lot of money. Uh, and again, then when it comes to... to Giving advice, <laughs> you've, you've you've given everything a bash, and people relate to that. And go on, oh, this guy's this guy's solid. And as I say, you can make money through affiliate marketing, but it's not just about um, educational videos. You know, you can do that through social media. You can do it. Uh, so let's simplify again, just to get back to SEO. SEO is simplifying again. If a local plumber came to you and they want their, their website high up in the search engine in Google because they're they're not there. Is that what you used to do? You used to get them high up in the rankings. Yeah. And, and so, that's where they pay you for that, you know. Aye. Um, you a monthly retainer for that. Um, right. So you come to me, I'm a plumber, uh, and I'm doing it in, you know, Glasgow, Paisley, Greenock, whatever areas you want to cover. Um, my job to make sure you write for plumber Paisley, emergency plumber Paisley, all the yeah, kind yeah. of variations. So it's not just about one keyword. You need to do research and you've got tools to find out what people are actually searching for. Um, and people, people are mental actually out there. <laughs> people don't search for what you would think they would search for. Um, so there, there's, you know, you've got to take all of that into account as well, and uh, optimize the website. And the, the simple thing is, see if you want to be found. Let's say we'll take Erskine for example. Um, if you want to be found for plumber in Erskine, you need to have a fucking page in your website that targets plumber in Erskine. So, so yeah, many people yeah. come to you and they're like, Craig, I've had SEO done for five years and, you know, look at this, the guy says I rank for this, this and this, and you're like, dude, it's a 
one-page website. How could you ever write for all these search terms that people have been telling you about? What, yeah. Where does yeah. this come from? So there's a lot goes into it, and uh, you know, I'm trying not to be too technical, but you need to place pages on a website, whether you're selling products, whether you're offering a service in a specific location or multiple locations. We need to have pages all uh, you know surrounding, like the, the south side of Glasgow, down to Greenock or over to Dumbarton or you know. Whatever, wherever you're based, um, and we want to try and write for all of them because people will. The first thing for you is emergency plumber, whatever area you stay in. Uh, you know, if you've got a leak in that house, mm -hmm. that's one of the first things you're going to do. So it's everybody's obsessed with just going to their phone, and there's so much search volume out there, it's frightening. And all of these small businesses um, pay someone effectively to be up there. So let me say something like, um, I'm trying to take it back to, let's say, anybody who's watching is creative. I've noticed in it, like, say, is, is it important to do more content like videos? I know it is for reasons I'll talk about. But sometimes when I've searched stuff, a lot of my stuff has come up high that's on YouTube videos or it's come up high there. Um, is that because YouTube and Google are connected together that it, that gets easier higher up in the rankings? Or does that, you know? Aye. Um, I mean... Obviously, Google uh, own YouTube, first and foremost. So they're they're kind of, I'm not going to say they're interlinked because they're, they're not. They're two different search engines. Um, but if you do well in YouTube, Google will probably populate that video through. So for most search terms, other than kind of maybe local stuff, there's a video carousel that, that comes up. So if you Google whatever it might be, uh, Google will always, always show a wee snippet that comes for YouTube two or three videos and uh, it's really important that again you do use videos and you capture that video carousel uh, that's on there so you know even for the likes of me uh, a lot of my videos pop um, into the, the Google search results even though it's not a page like I just said there uh, it's a video so video content and stuff's people consume that stuff more um, than, than probably yeah a page do you know what I mean yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm big in the old video thing. Aye. I want to come back to your affiliate stuff later because I want to ask you about it to do with creativity and films and stuff because um, that's what I'm trying to do and you've kind of helped me there. Um, but I just want to go back to when you started again. So when you started, you started as a as a business with some staff in that and then you wanted to become like a personal brand sort of thing. Is that right? Am I right there? Aye. So I started in early, early 2000s. Um, just a wee guy that, that never had a clue where he was going in life. Um, I fancied myself as a web designer, and I know you've made your own websites, and you, you probably look at yeah, them. Yeah, well, you know, I can get by, but you know, it's, it's maybe not my. Well, we have Wix, Wix. <laughs> That's my websites. Um, so we weren't really fortunate enough to have Wix back in the day. There, there were similar yeah. platforms, though. Uh, so I started out as a really shitey web designer, uh, and. <laughs> I'm not a creative guy. Um, I was, you know, one of the, the weakest things I've got is, is using graphics and Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. Um, so started out as a web designer and I was just selling websites to, to, to local guys uh, and it, they were stressing me out. I'm like, fuck this. You know, it was taking me 10 times longer to do a website than it would for yeah, yeah. you. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, tell me this. Um, what was the next best thing? And this SEO thing uh, was there. And uh, there was a lot of forums and stuff. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have all the, the kind of stuff that's out there just now. So a lot of it, a lot of it was forum-based learning. And you basically just try and 
stuff out. Um, and I done that for three or four years. You know, I wasn't earning a huge amount of money um, at the start. By any means, it was more of a, a side hustle. And, uh, you know, it, it took me away from my job. So I, I had sales jobs. I was working in Burger King. I was in call centers. I had all the crappiest jobs you could ever uh, imagine. But I, I was young, didn't, didn't know what I wanted to do. But this SEO thing took off. And uh, before I knew it, you know, I was getting more work than I could deal with. Um, so, but I went through a period of three or four years working in the house and uh, I used to drop my wife off um, at, her, at her work. She worked in a nursery at the time and I'd go home and uh, pretend to do some work. I'd get caught up in Jeremy Kyle and uh, you know, then I'd have my lunch and before I knew it, I was on the back foot and ch chasing my tail. And uh, <laughs> so I decided to get myself a wee office in Hillington just to get out of the house because when I dropped her off in my head, I was like, you're struggling here, so drop her off at work, go to the office, do your work, and then I'll go and pick, pick her up, because it was the other side of Glasgow. She worked and she wasn't driving. Um, so I try and work my daily schedule around her. Then, you know, business was taken off. I hired a sales guy. Um, it was a two-man office. We could smell each other's breath and everything. It was vile, um, but it was fun. Uh, and then before I knew it, I needed a web designer because uh, that was something I was really bad at. And then I had a content writer for, for putting the content on the websites. And before I knew it, I had fucking 17 staff at one point. Um, so I'd built up this agency and I didn't really mean to do it. You know, I had never studied business or ever even set out to yeah, yeah. own a business before I knew it. I was just hiring a guy because I couldn't be bothered talking to the customers. I wanted to do the work. Uh, so I got the sales guy who was a kind of account manager. Um, and then... I ran that for 10 years, and I remember one day just pinching myself going, what the hell are you doing? Like, what, what, who's all these staff, and, uh, you know, what, what the hell's going on? Um, and uh, <laughs> decided that it was so much stress. And at that point, I'd built up a business, but I'd built myself into the middle of the business. I wouldn't delegate uh, things out. You know, I was a bit of a control freak uh, is, is probably the best way to describe it, and it was my own wee business, so I was like, no, I don't trust anybody to do sales. I was, Aye. I was, you know, the invoice yes. guy. The clients phoned up. It was me they spoke to, and and you no, know, I wasn't delegating. I was, I didn't have the right processes, and basically the wheels fell off that business model mm. because I'd built myself into it rather than me working on the business, delegating, having the right process. That's going to create a lot more stress for you when you're not delegating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing, David. Actually, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm a fairly laid-back guy, and I don't really get stressed too much. Uh, and uh, I started to suffer from anxiety yeah. and stuff. So I went to the doctors, and I'm, and you know, he's like, "Are you? Have uh, you got money worries? Have you got you know problems at home?" And I'm like, "Nah, nah, none of this." Uh, and he asked me what I'd done for a living, and I was telling him my setup, and he's like, "Like that has to stop." <laughs> um, hey. I was doing like. I don't know, 18 hour days and stuff and burning myself out and I ended up with anxiety and stuff and that was the kind of trigger point for me to go, hey, you need to <laughs> take a look at what you're doing here and strip it all back and, and you know, kind of adapt your approach and I think obviously people had told me over the years on things I could have done differently but and I'm, I'm sure you remember uh, you know, you're just pig-headed you know, when you're maybe 30 or whatever, you're no one to listen to any advice for anybody. Yeah. You, you, I, know best. I, you you always know best until you get old and you realise that you, you don't you know fuck all. But and, but you learn more. But you know it's a double edged sword. Do you know what I mean? You, you learn you, you learn how little you know. You know. <laughs> um, so I that it, it was you know I done that and 
uh, had that agency, wasn't enjoying it one bit. And and to be honest, the overheads were, well, I, I mean, I was doing a decent turnover, but I was pretty much paying out what I was pulling in. There was mm-hmm. very little profit left for me. So it was just a, I don't know, an egotistical <laughs> business model. You're, and you're working to pay everybody, you know. Aye, and you'd crap your pants at night, you know, going, shit, if this guy doesn't pay on Thursday, I've no idea how everybody's getting paid on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we're living week to week, which is um, not fun. Uh, it's definitely yeah. no fun. So I, I had to change that and, and stop relying on customers because, again, one of the, the biggest things uh, is everyone complains about customers, you know, getting paid in time and just dealing with general douchebag customers out there. You know, there's a lot of people uh, <laughs> just want to delay pain and I just working with, with, with customers was not for me. So I was getting very frustrated. And, you know, I, I think there was times throughout that journey as well where I'd, I'd done things that I'm not prouder. Um, you know, I've literally picked up the phone to customers who were arguing with me and literally saying, go fuck yourself to them and, you know, mm. stuff like that. And you're like, that's not me. I'm not that. That, that is not in my nature to do that. And uh, so I was getting driven to to the, the brink of a breakdown. Um, and, and at that point, that is what triggered me to try and go down another path and, and streamline uh, the, the process as well. Who needs 17 people uh, in, in Glasgow uh, to manage? Do you know what I mean? And uh, It was just torture, man. Absolutely. But it's, it's different if you can find a way through to do what you want to do, but you can do it on a... By the way, I do things, and it, I'm not doing it at the moment, but it's like... Even I get successful, it's still a freelance thing. You hire people when you need them. I think today is what you talk about. It's more about building a personal brand. If you can do your job that way, do you know what I mean? Which you you say that's the road that you went down. It was sort of about finding your skills within that to build a personal brand. Is that right? I, well, I'll tell you a funny wee story as well. So the wee sales guy that I hired, he decided that he wanted to go off and do his own thing, uh, which was fine. He went off and did his own thing, but he did rapport with all the customers. Uh, mm. So I remember phoning uh, a few of the customers going, oh, he's left. It's me now in charge. You know, I'll be looking after your account and, and you know, I'll be speaking to you every month. And uh, people are like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Now, touch wood. Well, I don't need touch wood because it's a long time ago now. But nothing happened. You know, the, the guy left and he'd done his own thing. But that guy could have literally pulled the rug from right under my feet um, and took yeah. all of the clients with him. So at that point, I decided... <coughs> People don't know who you are. I wanted to sit in the background. I had a, 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 a digital marketing agency name. Nobody knew who I was. And uh, I'm like, that will never happen again. <laughs> That's where the personal brand thing came in. So if I did have staff involved, people would still know I was behind the business. Nobody would ever right. be able to see me again. Um, you know, who the hell are you? So that's where the personal brand thing came from. Well, no, that's interesting because... You know, we've been in the back, but now you're so at the forefront. Now you've completely reversed it over the last few years. Yeah. So how did you how did you manage to streamline the the, the job? What what changed in the job that that you could just really do it? Apart from employing you know some graphic people for website stuff and, and you you know. So I got rid <laughs> of the the old agency. Got rid of all the clients we worked with, um, and decided to go down the route of of launching some of my own businesses, some of my own websites, um, and having a much more streamlined staff uh, in the office. Um, and that that's the route I still have to this day. So, you know, I've got a video editor um, mm. and I've got a 
a couple other guys that do bits and bobs, but they're kind of middle management. So anything else I need done in terms of growing or scaling, they can they can get that done. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know we outsource a lot of the work to leveraged countries with, with a lower cost of living. You know, South Africa is a perfect example for content writers. Um, I can get a content writer in South Africa for six hundred dollars, which is about five four hundred and fifty five hundred quid a month. Why would I pay somebody two and a half, three grand a month here, uh, mm. and, and you know, they don't turn up, and you know the six grannies die all, uh, you know, in the space of six weeks? Uh, <laughs> a bloody shift to anybody. So you know, there's there's uh, you know cultural differences abroad uh, when you're outsourcing. People are hungry to work. They're dedicated to keeping that job, and 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 it costs a lot less. So um, a lot of the stuff can be outsourced, and you know that that's the same for graphics, video edits. I could go on to Fiverr or any of these other these now and get stuff done for peanuts and and well, like, yeah. pay for what you use. Don't you don't need a new stranger neck with you know all the staff and cost that. Well, it's back to it's back to the thing. I'd got an NFT thing done last year, a little graphic, and I didn't know how to do the graphic. And I thought, okay, I learn I learn a lot of stuff myself. But I go, that's probably going to learn me a few weeks. I don't have the computer for that. What's it going to cost me in Fiverr? Fifty quid. Somebody done it for fifty quid, and that was that. And it's the same if I've ever done a big documentary or a big feature film, and there's some stuff that I kind of do, like special effects. That really good special effects. I can go into one of these outsourcing places, get them the footage, they'll put the special effects in at cheaper cost. Yeah, that's when you have to learn to delegate because for you, I do a lot myself, but it's only because I can't afford the people. But when I when I can afford money, I'll delegate. But I would rather if I don't really, if I'm going to learn a skill that I can use all the time, I'll learn it. But if it's like graphic effects that I'm not going to use all the time, I don't want to sit for six weeks learning how to do that. I'd rather just pay people. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I see that's where you can outsource things. Do you know what I mean? So I get that. You know, definitely. Um, so so where do you actually? How do you actually make your living? Where do you've talked about before? You buy and sell websites and to do affiliate marketing. How does that actually, in a simple, summarized sort of form, how does that work? Because people just all don't understand about buying and selling websites. Really, you know, I, when you first told me, I was still, I looked as if I was really interesting. I've got it, but I was still fucking clueless. Ten minutes later, <laughs> I, I've I've got it today. I've got it more today because we've spoke a lot more. You know, yeah. But you say you'll buy a website cheaply and then sell it for more expensive because you can drive traffic through it. Is that right? You know, I pretty much. Um, you know, the the thing for me, and, and I'm just going to talk in relatively small figures. Uh, let's say I buy a website for, and it's earning a hundred bucks a month. Now, mm-hmm. websites sell for fifty times what the monthly profit is. That's the going rate just now. So if I buy a website that sorry, you know, sorry, website. So is this digital project products going through the website or aye. So it, things it, are, you're not fulfilling anything, you're not packing anything in. I don't have know. to touch anything. Um, so the way that these websites make money can be through Amazon affiliate or or any other type of affiliate. So you could have Amazon on there. Um you know you could be offering cameras, you could be doing whatever. But on top of that, you can also have ads running down the you know the website as well, which is called AdSense. And there are other platforms out there like Ezoic and stuff like that that will pay you more than AdSense for the traffic that you've got. And mm-hmm. so anybody clicks on any of those ads, you're getting paid um, mm-hmm. for that, um, which is which is amazing. So that where there's traffic, there's money, right? And uh, you know whether you're monetizing a website through ads whether you're using multiple affiliates, whether that's Amazon, Curry's, and something else, that's entirely up to you. You know, if you if it fits 
what what's on that website, then why would people not be interested? Um, but <laughs> let's put it this way: if I was to buy a website just now off of you, and it, you were you had up to earning a hundred pounds a month, that website would be valued at five grand. Can I take that website from a hundred pounds a month to five thousand pounds a month? The answer is mm. yes. How do I do that? I use SEO. I can do paid uh, paid ads on Facebook, Google ads. Um, I can do videos. I can drive traffic in through YouTube. I can use my social media to force people over to the website. All mm. of that kind of stuff combined. And more traffic means more clicks, more purchases, uh, you know, more ads being clicked and all that stuff. Um, so if I can scale that website up to, just let's say I scale it from £100 to a grand, I can sell that mm -hmm. website for 50 grand. Uh, right. Simple as that. So it might only cost me five grand worth of content or five five grand worth of my time and effort um, on top of the five grand I just paid you for that website. So I could spend 10 grand and make 50 or yeah. spend you know 20 grand and earn 100. It, you know, everything's scalable. Wait. Which is you're going to earn more that way than you would probably in property every month, where you're getting five hundred quid for a property or thousand quid for a property. You know, I mean, you're going to earn more that way, aren't you? Right. So, another <laughs> example, and I've got this in my presentation for an event uh, next week in Dubai. See if you had two hundred grand right now, and you bought, mm -hmm. and and a, a property guy comes to you, you're likely to get a grand a month back on yeah. that um, yeah. maximum. Um, <laughs> if you had two hundred grand and you invested in a website. You're likely to earn between five and seven grand a month uh, on a, on a website. That's if you go to Empire Flippers uh, or whatever. That's kind of public marketplaces. That's no big mm -hmm. scene. That that's evident across the the public marketplaces. Now the argument goes, but Craig, what if Google does an update? Um, what if this happens? What if that happens? Uh, and that does happen. Google do updates, and you know your website rankings might dip slightly or or whatever. It's it's the same as anything, you know. Uh, a bit of grind has to go, and you don't set out for failure. There are people out there who will cut corners, they'll cheat, they'll steal people's videos, they'll steal people's content, they will, uh, you know, all of this kind of other stuff. Now, if you're doing that type of stuff, you're likely to get slammed by a Google update. But if you're mm -hmm. going out hustling, you've got your own process, you're outsourcing, you're making your own content, you're doing all this kind of stuff, that's not likely to happen to you. <clears throat> so. If you keep doing, you keep feeding the machine with content, uh, videos, and, and all the kind of good stuff, there's no reason why you would go backwards rather than, than forwards. And for me, I've got the processes right. I've got the, the people I can outsource to. So if I get a website just now, can I hit that with loads of content tomorrow or the next day or the next day? Of course I can. I know what to do. I've streamlined the process. It's the same as a, a property guy going and buying some old burnt out property and he'll get it for, I don't know, it could be worth a hundred grand. He might pick it up for 40 because the backside yeah. right out it. He'll spend 20 on it, uh, maybe mm -hmm. 30 at a push, doing it up and getting it into a, a condition and then he'll sell it and he'll make his money. It's the same with me. I'm taking a online business that I can see that, that could potentially grow a lot bigger and uh, I'm doing that and, and then scaling up and then flipping on for money so no different from a kind of real estate investor um, just investing in stuff getting it you know I've got friends who have entered the real estate uh, the property space and uh, 
you know, they'll, they'll, they'll offer to buy people's property, people who are looking for quick cash, uh, quick sales on property, or they're going through divorce or whatever, and they need to, to sell it under market value. There's people there that are doing that and then flip it. They're quite happy to sit on it until it sells for the market value. So that's what business is. And for me, I'm doing it from a kind of online business sense and uh, buying and selling just different properties, which is um, interesting because, you know, it could be a golf website one day, it could be selling dildos the next. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, but that's the thing, you laugh. That the, 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 You know, the niches I've worked in, it's, it's frightening uh, what you can make money on out there. Well, dildos are going to probably sell better because golf is only a certain time of the year, isn't it? Probably, as you were telling before, like seasons-wise. Yeah, seasons, know, six know. months of the year, you're going to get a crack yeah, at the, yeah, the dolphins, yeah. whereas... Uh, I don't know why I make session, <laughs> but you know, dildos are probably selling a lot more. Right, so let me bring back to a wee bit where anybody watching this is a, a creative or a filmmaker or whatever, because I've got a few people that follow, and the reason that I'm interested as well. So I've got a, I start, I've got a film, and I make a lot of films. I'm trying to do this Mad World series, which we talked about before. I've got a lot of ideas that, you know, but this is just a quick example, right? Okay, so say one episode, almost like Crime Lord, which i never done because uh, um, Crime Lord, I've got a lot, there's a lot of guns in certain scenes, right? In fact, you run one of a few of the scenes and blowing people away. <laughs> so, which i never done, but I could have probably put, um, again, the reason I've never done it because I've not got a big YouTube following yet, but as I'm trying to build that, I will do that, you know. But I could have put links into... The, the the guys that because filmmakers are always asking about guns where I get them why what I do with them um, I could have put affiliate links for the the guys that sell the guns you know the BB guns that you turn to black and some of those guns are two hundred quid each hundred and fifty quid I suppose an affiliate if you're if someone's worth ten quid you're not going to get much a cut from that you know but if it's two hundred quid it's not too bad is it so is that how it would work if I put affiliate links on the the videos then maybe people that are more because if somebody's going to see gun stuff and gangster shit, they might be interested in those guns, you know. Exactly. Exactly. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. And and you know, you look at the numbers, and I know Crime Lord initially went out on YouTube for a, a period of time. But that was that that was your audience, no mine. What? Well, <laughs> they, they, they got it. They it got the numbers. Yeah. 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 On it. So yeah. those eyeballs might still want to buy what's in that. You know, yeah. In those scenes, uh, so yeah, it's really yeah. relevant to the people that are watching it. And if people are watching that, I'll be interested in guns, BB guns, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so it, as long as the audience is enjoying what you've got, they, they, they potentially could uh, click on that stuff. But the great thing is, David, uh, with Amazon, now whether you came in through Crime Lord uh, and you clicked on an Amazon link to buy a, a whatever, right? Uh, you don't just get the the commission for the gun. When mm -hmm. someone clicks on your Amazon link, you get anything that person buys for the next 24 hours. So whether you bought toilet paper or whether you bought anything else, you would have got, uh, you would have got a percentage of anything anybody bought. Uh, oh, right, I didn't know that. Yeah. They've right. got a thing called a 24-hour cookie policy. And uh, the minute, you know, even if you went to my golf website, Clicked in the golf website and you looked at it and went, nah, this stuff's shit. Uh, and then you you go away, you have your dinner, come back, and then you go and buy, I don't know, stuff stuff for your way, you know, pencils and, you know, a colouring book or whatever. I'd get, mm. I'd get a commission. I'd get a commission for that. Right. Um, so that is what a lot of people don't understand about Amazon, is you mm -hmm. get 
fucking for everything. No just the right. gun. Right, I didn't know that. Right. All right. Eyeballs. Eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's watching that Crime Lord video. If there was a, an affiliate link there, you'd get a commission mm. from everything anybody else buys uh, that watches right. that for the next so what, So whatever content you've got, you try and uh, put the type of product or service that's going to be maybe interested in that audience that's watching that video. Because yeah. again, that's why when Facebook does it, doesn't he throw ads at you that you're definitely not going to want? It sometimes throws ads at you. You think, oh, I'm interested in that. Yeah. You know, or they've been, they've been watching, you've just been looking at cameras and they throw that freaking camera at you, do you know what I mean? So, um, Facebook, yeah. Facebook used the cookies from your computer. So if mm-hmm. you're looking at bottles of water or aftershave or whatever it may yeah. be, that's why you're served ads based on what you've bloody just looked at. And what I you looked at. Which is... Use voice recognition now. I've said this story a million times. I could sit in your office the new and we could be talking about something totally bizarre, something that none of the two years like, and guaranteed, you know, very, very quickly, you'll open up your Facebook and you go, Jesus, uh, we were just talking about that five minutes ago. Uh, so I'm just going to get hit with dildos now. So. <laughs> Potentially. So you can blame me for uh, when the missus looks at your phone later and going, hey, what the, what the hell have you been up to? <laughs> so uh, they use, use, you know, there's a lot of technology and stuff behind that, and obviously they're using your cookies, uh, which, which is what you, your browsing history. Yeah, yeah. Of your ads, because there's no point in selling you, I don't know, butcher meat if you're a vegetarian. Well, it just doesn't make sense. You're never going to yeah. add. So, you know, that's yeah. the technology looks at all these things and serves you the right ads. So this is why I was going to come back to filmmaking again, um, because you've been a YouTuber. I've always said it before. YouTubers, you know, well, successful YouTubers, even ones that are moderately successful that make a living from their YouTuber, humble living, most filmmakers, fiction filmmakers that make feature films and shorts, most of them, including myself for years, don't make money from films because they put it on Amazon. Amazon takes all the money. You don't get, you know, that's not, that's not how you make money. You get a fraction. You're basically promoting Amazon, Amazon signups. So, and a filmmaker will make a film every year or every six months or every two years, sometimes five years. So there's no ability to put links in there and constant content. So you're constantly not finding ways to earn revenue. Constantly. YouTubers will put a video out twice a week, every day, once a week, whatever. And it grows because the more content, you know, the more you get an audience you build. And then, of course, you can put in the affiliate links in the YouTube videos. You can put, you can earn from the advertising. You can earn from what you were saying as well. You can earn from putting links into being a consultant and stuff like that. Um, so what was, you know, just a, a wee bit of thing, advice here. So, which I was saying, I'm, I'm starting to do myself. Did you think it's best for filmmakers to spend 50% of their time on making their films and 50% in being a YouTuber or a TikToker? Or what platform do you think would be good to try and build content the best way, you know? I, mean, I would say there's a particular platform. Um, and the reason I say that is I, I'm pretty sure I've seen businesses grow on TikTok alone. <laughs> I've seen them on Instagram alone. Um but, you know, filmmakers have, you know, the biggest complaint that you guys have is lack of funds. And so you need those funds to be able to invest into the films. But at the same, but at the same time, you know, when filmmakers put films in, uh, funds into films, um, films and the, the, the films don't make money because you don't make money that way, then you're just looking for more money. And then you put it, then you just look for, you have to find a way to self generate revenue. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm going back to YouTube videos and it's a double side business. So if YouTubers can make money that way, then filmmakers can make money that way and then pump it back into the creative films and across, you know. But what I'm trying to say is, what platform do you think's best? Do you think YouTube is still the great platform? Because that's been that's what yeah. TikTok is a bit of the wild west, isn't it? You know, I think TikTok's been been fun for me. Uh, it's a fun platform. I don't really do anything that makes me money on TikTok. Right. Don't get me wrong. I've had the opportunity to to do the same as everybody else, and uh, you know, do those. Uh, videos and all that kind of stuff where you sell stuff i just refuse to do that because it's no me uh yeah yeah well so yeah. tiktok's one that i've really struggled in terms of uh being able to make money with um youtube for me is is the big one uh certainly for for what i do uh mm. a lot of people want to go onto youtube and they will go how to do this or how to do that or what's the best tool for this or how to do keyword research so youtube's a good one for me um I've not seen TikTok would be bad for somebody like you because I think what's intriguing for me is how films are made and the background and the funny stuff and the bloopers and, and all that stuff. So mm. would I consume that on TikTok 100%? So because TikTok doesn't work for me as an affiliate marketer um, or, or an SEO guy, doesn't mean it wouldn't work for uh, you because uh, there's a massive, you know, TikTok gets more traffic than Google itself uh, statistically. TikTok has the most amount of people on it, more than YouTube. Uh, yeah, you can, you can you can put a tick, I mean, I put a TikTok video last year, uh, right? I mean, I put something as two hundred people, but even that's more than I'll get an, an Instagram post or you know, a, a, but I put one last year and I get 250,000 50, views, a fifteen second clip. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is again, it's viral. You can't control that, but it's yeah. still insane. Even if you get five hundred, you're just randomly putting stuff out there. I mean, we were talking about that guy today. I don't know if we were talking on camera here. Or we were talking I off the camera. Before it, I yeah, we're talking about the guy today's daughter, um, uh, guy in his seventy four. He drew a, a novel twelve years ago, and he only sold dozens of you know copies of the novel. You know, so his daughter put um, a little clip on tick seventeen seconds on TikTok to say her father's. Had this novel for years, can you maybe give him a little push? And he got 47 million views and knew he's a bestseller on Amazon. Like that. I mean, that's not a strategy. That's like locking viral. But it's still insane that that shit can happen. Do you know what I mean? So that's why it's so unpredictable, you know. Um, but I remember last year, before I connected with you, in fact, we connected. We can, I think we connected via TikTok, didn't we? Uh Probably I think, you went, I think you went. You sent me a message through TikTok because it was when I was plugging my film and little credits and stuff, and you bought one of my things. Oh, the and, IMDb thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll talk about how we get together before we finish. You know, <laughs> um, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, um, what I think you're right about TikTok as well because I put people ask me is there ever any extra rogues in TikTok, um, and I says oh maybe when I, <clears throat> I not at this moment, but when I, my other films I might be need for extras. And when I put that out and I replied to somebody on a video, people thought I was advertising for extras. I swear to God, it must have, I, I wouldn't do this again, but I was replying to people for four fucking days on DMs because I didn't want to, you know, you want to keep your audience there. I, yep. was, and I, I swear to God, there was hundreds. I mean, there was hundreds of them nonstop. Can I be an extra? Can I be an extra? Da, 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 da. And that, and that's, that kind of made me almost run a little bit for it, you know, which is fucking stupid because you want that engagement, oh. you know. 
Um, but I still couldn't get my head around it because there was so much shit everywhere. There was so much this. And I worked for is great about it as well. But um, I'm starting to get my head around it. We talked about this before, but I'm starting to get my head around the way that I could maybe, you know, between um, I put a film course suit, I'm, I'm starting a series, I'm, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I'm probably going to dabble in it. But I still think YouTube, you know, I was talking to you about this, putting a course on YouTube, but also maybe putting the course, you can get the early version on another platform and go between the two and consult, you know. But um, I think, yeah, it, it's about making content, isn't it? Because you make a lot of content. I, um, you know, making a lot of people want to know how I do what I do, how I make money, how, you know, how does flip mm. buying and selling a website work, all the intricate details, where to buy content from if you don't want to do it yourself. So there's so many things that people want to know um, about what I do um, that, I could make videos all day, every day. You know, I do yeah. regular Q&A sessions on YouTube every other week, and I have done for three years. But that's and, what I mean, you give, you give value. You know, yeah. a lot of filmmakers are not giving value. They're making their films, it's, and it's all about them where you've got to give some... People want to hear what they can get, do you know what I mean? Which is understandable, you know. Engage with the audience, do you know what I mean? You can't just yeah. say, watch my film and shut up. Yeah. You know, they've got to yeah. be a bit of, you know... Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got to be a, a two-pronged approach. I offer value to people... They follow me, they engage with my stuff, it blows up. You yeah. need that engagement. And, and with YouTube, with, whether it's TikTok or whatever, obviously you can get lucky and you can get something that's just really funny or, or weirdly goes viral. You know, I've, I've had similar. I thought something's really funny, put it in TikTok and it's no, it's no hidden. <laughs> um, I did stuff that you know, I do off the cuff when I'm half drunk. A wee yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. three million views and I'm like, yeah, yeah. does that work? But yeah. um, so again... You know, you need to, but you need to engage with the audience. Be a, a an approachable guy. You can't be just look at my films and you know don't talk to oh, anybody. Aye. Don't show any yeah. fun stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so but that's I, that's what I, that's what I'd say with you because that's where that's where you you say you don't earn for TikTok, you earn for YouTube and that. But what you do in TikTok, which I noticed the last year when I first connected with you, you put yourself out there. That's where you put kind of human videos and silly stuff and then you go and you see this SEO guy that a lot of those guys you wouldn't see doing that but you've no. made yourself and we're world today people want transparency because where governments are fucking corrupt and they they've not got any transparency so if you're going to deal with somebody in business you want to see who they are you want to see their family you want to see do you know what I mean you want to see the human side to them so that probably helps you there you know I would, I would imagine People, people buy into people, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, do business. Uh, I've had it, it's, you know, when I spoke at conference be conferences before, I'm not your typical business owner who's walking about with a, you know, Savile Row suit on, um, yeah. you know, with, with my wee briefcase or anything. That, that's just no me. Uh, so I've been on stage for years with, with shorts and a hoodie on, uh, you know, just talking about what I do. And, uh, you know, at the start, people were, looking at me as if like who's this clown um you know with the stuff on but obviously the knowledge the experience the way i talk uh the information that i'm presenting you know kind of bypassed all of that and you see it more and more now P people don't give a shit who's wearing what um you know the world has changed where you know everybody's talking with their shorts and t-shirts on well hey look at gary vaynerchuk you never see him wearing a fucking suit do you know what i mean uh, and he cusses like a trooper you know and so he does he, he is who he is you know and that's worked for him, you know. Exactly. Um, so um, I, I'm going to put some of these wee clips of you conferences around the world and stuff like that, because that's where you build a lot of... Um, you travel to all these keynotes, don't you? You know, around yeah. the world. <clears throat> um, 
and I'm sure that probably helps you build, you know. You've got to you've got to build an audience, and you know, a lot of people think, ah, oh, you know, Craig, you know, Craig's out there and he's got this following, and it's all easy for him. I've had to travel the world no. for probably yeah. the last seven years. Um, yeah, you know, I've been to some right pits as well. Um, speaking uh, in front of twenty people, thirty people, a hundred people, then obviously, you know, the you add a bit of personality and you become funny. You get offers that doing the bigger conferences, and next week uh, the conference I'm speaking at the six thousand people there um, over in Dubai. It's one of the world's biggest affiliate conferences, and the. Uh, I've somehow managed to blag my way. I spoke there last year as well, but nah, it's it's a uh, it's been a hard grind, you know, seven years, and it, it's it's again like like any of these creatives, you you go through having to you know basically beg if you like for a, an opportunity to showcase your talents, um, mm. and you know you're doing it. Sometimes you you weren't paid a lot of money. Sometimes you're only paid expenses, um, and all this kind of stuff to to get the knowledge, but then the more people, it has a weird flip on it because the more you do that um, and, and people engage with you and see your stuff online, the more following you get. And then these bigger conferences want conferences want you because you're a big name in your industry yeah. and you've got a following, you can sell tickets and, you know, they're, they're basically begging you to talk, um, which, yeah. which is different from, as I say, six or seven years ago where I'm like, you know, pitching to speak, you know, give me a chance, please. And, you know, and they're like, oh, why should we give you a chance ahead of all the other speakers? And you literally have to suck cock to, to, to speak there. Um, and but it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, but you built up your, your following, you built, and this is what I say today, like, um, like, you know, filmmakers always talk about, oh, so-and-so just get cast because they've got social media and so-and-so just, I've got to get as much social media. But, you know, but this is true. If, if two people are coming to me and somebody can, the two of them can equally act as well, and one's got a, a big social fall and one doesn't, I'm still picking the person with the social fall. And people go, well, that's wrong. No, no, because I know that person's put on a hell of a lot of work to put their work out there and to put themselves in there. And I want to surround myself with people that are professional, that are dedicated and passionate and to put themselves out there. I don't want to be sending the person who just thinks, oh, I've got that talent, I don't need to do fuck all. And yeah. so people say that sounds wrong, but it's not because that's how movie stars work. When you go to Cannes Film Festival, if George Clooney, well, George Clooney's not a good example because he's a huge star, but if you take Steve Buscemi or smaller stars and the the way a film gets packaged together, the film gets pre-sold. If Steve Buscemi's big in Germany and he's big in, uh, you know, in Denmark, then they, they, they put a package together. It says he's got so many fans there, then that adds up to the budget of the movie. So whatever the fan base level he's got, that's how you get a budget. It's the same in social now. If somebody's really putting themselves out there um, and they're just as equally, you know, then that's who you want to be involved with, you know. Not just because of their followers, um, it's that's not enough, you know. But if somebody's, you know, is no really fucking putting themselves out, because actors come to me and say, "Dude, what can I do?" I says, "Well, you don't have any social. You don't, you don't get a website. You don't get nothing. You're not put. In fact, you never even sent me a video fucking reel, you know. And you're asking for a part, you know. And it's like, I, and I'm, hey, I'm a small filmmaker, right? But over the years, I've still got like thousands and thousands of actors in the last ten years that's asked to work with me, and I'm not a famous filmmaker, right? And it's like, and they don't seem to get it. So it's like. If I'm going to work with somebody, there's, you know, it's a supply and demand game. There's more supply than there is demand, you know. So when I first connected with you, you know, let's talk about this for a second because we got together on, I think it was TikTok, 
Um, I think you bought one of my credits. Um, I think there was a little extra or something, a, a producer credit. Um, we started, we connected a little bit, a little bit to do with timing because I was looking for a sort of character. And I think you were just going to appear in it if I can remember properly. But then when I, sp- I saw you and I spoke to you, and I, I, here, here it comes down to you. I looked at your videos around the world and I saw you talking around the world on stage. I saw you presented yourself. I saw you talking to people. And I went, I quite like that guy, do you know what I mean? Because filmmaking is about working with people that you can get on with. That's why Tim Burton done films with Johnny Depp for years and Casavetti's always worked with the same people. Scorsese always worked with DiCaprio because you want to surround yourself with people that you can get on with. Anyway, cut long story short, when I connected with you and I said, you want to read a few lines? Um, in fact, we were on, we done a live, we done a little yeah, reading, didn't we? Um, yeah. um, we done a little reading and I went, oh, fuck it, you didn't, you're pretty good, <laughs> you know, because you, you didn't even much, much acting, had you? Or any? Oh, um, no. Well, I, I uh, I think you just fucking hustled it. Oh, I was just winging it. I, I mean, the truth is, uh, and uh, anyone who's listening who likes digital marketing will understand. See that IMDb link? That, that's yeah. all I wanted. I was not giving a fuck about being in your your, your series. Yeah. Uh, I wanted <laughs> that link from an SEO perspective. Um, you know, I, I was the caring about anything. Um, and, you know, that... It's a link from a powerful website that a lot of people can't get unless you're an actor. Um, I know, I know that. I know that now because I've had a lot of SE go go guys buying my, you know, producer um, credits. You know, that was all I cared about. And, and then you know, yeah. you said, "Do you want to come on and do this we reading?" Um, and then, oh, as I see, uh, I'm like, I'll give it a go. Why not? It's something new for me. I had absolutely no prior experience. Um, just yeah. winged it and. Uh, what I've, happened, I've done happened. that. Many filmmakers do that, even up to your Guy Ritchie's and all that. And many times, the filmmakers have worked with people that have not acted much because sometimes when people learn drama skills, they've actually got to unlearn all the shit they've been taught in drama schools. Where somebody that's not had any training actually kind of breaks the rules and does they come with that baggage, you know? Because yeah. um, when I was working with you, it was like, I mean. I've got actors that turn up, don't know the fucking lines. When you turned up, you know your lines perfect every time. You know your, do you know what I mean? You were, that was that was like a fucking a, a, a dream in a way that you don't always get. Um, but yeah, when I when I think we'd be you and I, I knew you had a social following, but to be honest, in my head, I thought that social following's not my market. This is this is tech people that are not fucking interested in me. But it was it was your personality, and uh, and then he says, "Well, I've got a location here, so we've only got a location enough." <laughs> but that's the thing that you work with people it's like you said before people do business with people they can get on with do you know what I mean it's very similar do you know what I mean in in the way Um, so what was your experience on um, for anybody that doesn't know at all we I've done I've done a series called Crime Lord Um, season one is on Amazon season two is on Amazon Apple TV and we it was um, it was meant to be like seven parts but we turned into a feature and Craig was playing. Uh, I'll put a few, a few clips on this. Um, play uh, your character just actually grew until you were in it every fucking episode. Actually, and then it became in the whole film. You know, it grew. You know, you know, um, because oh, that that was that. Member was about sitting right, and your character hired us to sort out a troll to fuck up a troll, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I remember I me the script, and it's okay. So we're going to sort out the troll. But then the script brought the troll back, and you accidentally 
killed him. You see the way that that story went, it kind of grew itself because then when you says as well, could he, you know, at the time, it was like, well, we we're going to put him, well, I've got a boat. And you did have a boat. You've got a boat. <laughs> so can I, it just fucking started to roll that way, which is actually always when you're doing DIY filmmaking, it's actually always the best way. Do you know what I mean? It's fun. Turns out it's organic, you know. But what was your experience on it? What, how did you feel on it? Did you, you know, we doing the lines and stuff, and I mean, I, I, it's enjoyable. <laughs> that, that was a big thing. It took me out of my comfort zone, which is something that that I always enjoyed doing. I had never done it before, so I didn't know what to expect. And I'm not going to lie, like when I first turned up, and you're trying to, you know, you learn your lines, you're trying to get the gist of the story in your your head. Um, and then you turn up, but you freeze. You're like, oh, shit, I can't remember these words and, and all that stuff. And I I mean, it was awkward, but the more you do it, the, the easier it becomes and the more relaxed you are with you guys. Because I know you're probably a lot different from a lot of other. Well, I, don't, I say that. I've not worked with a lot of other people. Um, but, you know, it wasn't, you have to say these word perfect. Um, yeah. So very yeah. quickly, uh, and, and Stevie as well, you know, just, just looking at Stevie and he was kind of, you know, just, improvising uh, and you're like fuck it you know these guys are good guys we can have a laugh uh, I felt a yeah. bit relaxed after the first one because the first one you're always going in you're going fuck I don't know what I'm walking into here like I don't know the rules I yeah. don't know what's happening yeah. uh, so <laughs> seeing that and and you know I came from never having done it and you know having to do the same scene uh, six times because you're getting it for that angle that angle behind me you know and, and yeah yeah you know, yeah Whatever, um, was all eye opening and, and thoroughly enjoyable. And uh, I, as I say, something that I'd never done, and, and meeting new people is always a good thing for me, and um, seeing what they're up to. Um, and you know, just hi, it, it was just a, an enjoyable, an enjoyable thing, and something that I, I, I think you know, I, I would definitely do again in the future, um, just because it was a laugh, it was more of a hobby. And I'm going, oh, I, I could do this, and you know, the. Uh, you know, it grew arms and legs with the day out in the boat, and people are not realised, but uh, you know, the the day out in the boat was not nice. It, it was choppy. No. I came back in. You were nearly greeting. You thought I was heading on. And uh, this was a, I don't know what month it was. It was a winter. It was. It was. No, it was. It, it was. It wasn't a nice day. Put it that way. Big waves and lot loaming. No, you told no, You told me we're going to cross Loch Lomond, and the boat's going like this, both both in the wind. And I go, is this normal? And you go, yeah, it's fucking normal. And then, then we get there, and then we come back, and it was hard to get into the bay. And I go, and that's this wasn't fucking normal, was it? You went, no, that's one of the worst days. What what are the worst days ever? I've never seen the the water come up above the boat before. It can get a wee bit choppy, but this was like the worst day ever. And uh, we had to get boys at the side to to pull the boat back in. So again, even looking back on that and seeing your face, thinking I was taking this. And then you realised I wasn't taking the piss. Um, was was funny, but again, uh, going out there, um, doing the stuff in the the woods, dig, digging up the body and all that it was a good laugh. It was freezing cold, um, but we, you know, good laugh. And then obviously the other time, uh, so I don't know, I don't know if we filmed. Maybe I, I mean it was over probably seven or eight <laughs> different sessions, but up at the flat and all that as well down at Lansfield Key um, with a. Uh, yeah, we done it. We done the, the boat scenes to the island that we went on to bury a body. We done that in a couple of days. I was trying to do it in one day, which was insane because most of them. <laughs> but we done that in a couple of days. Went back, so that was done, which is still pretty fast for the way. Because look, I'm as you know, I'm what we know, cruise, whatever, just shooting and running, gunning. Then we shot in at Lansfield Key for. I think we were there for two or three days, 
you know, um, were there for there, which were your man girlfriend. He seems, <laughs> he seems as if you were having fun there, probably too much fun, you know. I've got stories to tell you about that as well. Um, so you, you kind of uh, got me in the doghouse for a couple of weeks as well. So right. uh, it was interesting, but uh, when the wife seen that, she was not happy. I'll put a little clip in here. <laughs> what the hell's going on in this apartment you were at? I thought you were just over there filming, but obviously it turned into a, a bit of fun. But I was in the doghouse for a couple of weeks and uh, it's I, acting. Oh, it's acting. But uh, I'm just glad it wasn't a, a kissing roll or that. I'd have been flung out the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, it was fun uh, with, with my mad girlfriend and um, I, and, and you know, meeting all the other kind of people that were involved as well. It was uh, that was a great experience. and I've got nothing, nothing but good things to to <laughs> say about the experience. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was long hours. I never realised, you know, I think there was one night at the flat uh, where we turned up about nine or ten in the morning, mm-hmm. and I think we bailed out at one in the morning. The next, like, it was like a 15-hour session. Um, well, the, on, on no budget shoots, it's like that, but even budget shoots, it's like that. It's like that as well. Um, but it's when you work on a film set, right, the clock goes four times faster than it does in normal life. I mean, you know, you there it just it just whizzes like that, especially when you're the, the person that's making it and you're direct. It just there's never enough time, you know. But um, yeah, but what I liked again working with you is that there's no, you know, you turn up and do your thing and have a, a laugh and whatever because at this no budget level, if you kind of have a laugh, I mean, look, you take what you're doing serious, but it's not taking yourself serious. That's what I always say about things. Take what we're doing seriously, um, but even in the gun battle scene. At the end of the film, which I'll show here, um, the amount of th- there's always things go wrong. The amount of things that was gone wrong in that morning, um, and uh, I'm always the thing. Doesn't matter what happens, we've just got to get through this and get it fucking done. Do you know what I mean? Um, because I've been worse things. I've been in situations in America and I'm driving. And it was the heat was like fucking forty nine. There was the hot. Somebody come up to me and says, "This is the hard- hardest day in Oklahoma, David." I said, "Since when do it ever?" <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a fucking oh. Scotsman shooting at a drive and people were almost collapsing. Um, so I had a two-day overnight with that non-stop. So when I get shit happening, I always think back in that, well, I managed to get through that. But Because um, in the gun battle day, that was pretty mad, you know. They Did were we almost... By time as well, were we not supposed to be out of there by like four o'clock yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. We, only had, we only had like three or four hours or something. Um, but there was a few things happened and then the trucks were coming out, weren't supposed to be there. My fucking shoe fell off and I'm... <laughs> Ah, oh, the shoe, the shoe uh, And I just taped it with some tape, and then an actor never turned up, was supposed to turn up, so I'm rewriting the script on the hoof, and all this sorts of shit that happens. But uh, that's filmmaking. It, 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 you know, it's filmmaking at the no-budget level and the budget level, because I've had both sides, and it's still the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's still the same. But it's 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 fun as well, because I like the challenges. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you seem to get into it as well, even though it's long days, but that's why I like working with people that kind of, it's, it's a bit like going to war, you're in the trenches, so you want people that's no throwing problems at you, no throwing, when you've got enough problems doing it, you know what I mean? You just say, well, we need to get this done, you know what I mean? It's like, um, you want uh, over and done with anyway, do you know what I mean? If it means a 15 hour shift, happy yeah, days. yeah, yeah, why stay that, out days? I mean, that is stuff on the island, and this is why I like people that I've known up with before and they trust what you're doing in a way, well, maybe they don't, but they go along with it. <laughs> but when, <laughs> When we're on the island and we're walking through this in Loch Lomond and there's this little island that we went on to bury a body and your character's dragging the fucking body in a suitcase 
and we're going through there and there's I don't know what it was. It was like fucking dinosaur shit on this island, oh, wasn't it? There was, there was shit everywhere. There uh, What is on the islands again? Uh, I'd like to see wallabies, maybe. Um, right. Wall- island, but I, I can only assume that's wallaby shites. Uh, How the fuck did wallabies get there? But anyway, that's another something else. But um, but yeah, but it seems like a nightmare when you're doing it. But when it cuts together, I always I always manages to cut together. Do you know what I mean? If you get the, the footage and stuff, you know. But you were great in it. You know, you were great in it, and it was, um, you know, it's like, and when you're playing something dark, there's got to be light-hearted moments in it as well. Do you know what I mean? You brought you brought a lot of that to it. You know, and maybe too much at some points because we're turning into fucking comedy right over it. You know, it's, the bit <laughs> the bit in the boat. I always remember the bit in the boat where. You lose it and you pick up the machine gun. I mean, for in the in the scene, no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up the machine gun and you're shooting at the edge of the boat. And I remember I had to do about six takes on that just because of the way it, you know. Um, but I remember in about the fourth take, you had this fucking look in your eyes, and it's still. I think that's the one I picked in the video that you've lost it, you know. And it was like. like you got it. Yeah, a lot of actors that you know I've seen in the past are you know not so much work with because I've worked with a lot of great ones, but I've seen in the past been to drama school, did all the right things they're supposed to do, be on stage. They don't have that little edge that you sometimes mm-hmm. see people that have not been trained. You had that little edge there, but you just lost it. And that's when I like people that they can fucking lose it for a second, you know, um, in, in a subtle way. And it's like then it's no kind of cold acting, you know, the same as when you shot the guy in the room, which is a very, it was much more subtle. The machine gun one as you went out your tits, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, but look, I know acting's not a thing for you. It was, it's, a, it's a fun thing. You don't, you, you're not going to give up your fucking SE, your affiliate marketing, digital marketing business for acting. You know, I would advise, I would advise you not to anyway. Yeah. You know, unless, you know. uh, <clears throat> unless uh, one of the big, big guys are watching, feel free to hit me up. I, it, I am if, Persuasion. If Spielberg, <laughs> you know Christopher Nolan, if they if they just happen to be watching, you know what I mean. You know? I, a shout. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't think so, but you never know. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I had Al Pacino's daughter the other night, so maybe I was watching it, but I don't think so. But you never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man. So yeah, um, yeah. No, it's, I just wanted to. What time is that now? That's come up for over an hour. Yeah, I just wanted to chat with you because, um, you know, when I first connected with you, you're a funny and interesting guy and all the stuff that you do. And the main thing with me is as well, I like people that kind of put themselves out there with their skills, whatever their skills are, rather than just putting yourself out there for the sake of putting yourself out there. Because it's like, that's what, for years, that's what I've been trying to learn. If you've got a talent with something, a skill in this new world, we've got to put ourselves out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, if we don't, because I, I see all these people that put themselves out there with no fucking talent and go, and then they've got all these views and they're, they're in money and go, well, I can't blame. How can I be? I can't be pissed off at them because they're putting themselves out there. They're, you know, it's like, and a lot of creatives are. They get pissed off. Look at that reality star. Look at well, well, hey, you can do that. Do you know what I mean as well? So we've got to do that. You know, um, if you don't, somebody else will. So exactly. So so just to round up, where do you see? What's your ambitions? Um, uh, I know it's not an acting unless Spielberg's watching. What's your ambitions over the next few years with your, you know, your business? How, what way do you want to grow? What, and, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I get asked this a lot. Um, I, I just, I'm just probably going to carry on doing what I'm doing. I earn good money and and uh, continue with that. Um, but I'm like uh, 
like I am in the acting thing, I'll end up going down a rabbit hole if an opportunity comes up and, and it leads me into whatever, um, then I'm open for it. Um, I mean, I'm always, you know, my main money's going to come through what I've done for the last 22 years doing digital marketing. I'm not going to really steer too clear away from it. Um, yeah. But even in business, you know, I, I, you know, opportunities arise all the time, different people, different opportunities. Um, and, you know, these are things that, that I will go down the route of doing. Um, and I, I always have, you know, I, I like to, to think over the years I've had many businesses um, and, and a lot of them have been failures, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, um, most successful, more successful people have had failures. I mean, look at Elon Musk, we stud fucking rocket. He only had the money left for the fourth, you know, and, you know, most people have been successful have had failures, businesses stuff. That's the norm, isn't it? You know. Aye, but you just got to keep <clears> trying <throat> stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. for me, again, I'll keep trying. You know, you've got to evolve. The the internet evolves, things evolve. Try mm-hmm. new stuff. Um, try you know different revenue streams. And you know, I, I probably will give the acting thing a wee bit of a bash in the future as well. You know, again, not something I think I'll ever make Hollywood or anything. But again, just keep. Hustling, keep doing the same thing, keep making money, and see where see where it takes you to. Um, I don't like to t- sit there and go, "I'm going to do this for the next five years, and I'm going to sell up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got to roll the way that life is as well, and the way the bloody world is. You've got to be on the boat and kind of roll this way and roll, roll that way. You've got to be flexible, you know. And, you know, in, in five years' time, <laughs> if you take me on the podcast back then, I could be doing something completely random. Um, yeah. And that's the, the great thing about. Uh, my kind of uh, experience and skills is it can lead me to to different industries and and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I you just never know, and and you know I'll always follow what I think is the right thing to do, and I'll try stuff um, out. And and as I say, I, I will fail again, uh, probably time and time again. Um, so I I just like to to see what's happening and uh, <laughs> just give things a bash, and and hopefully I get a few more successes uh, along the way. I think that's what, just before we go, I think that's what's important as well. Again, you're talking about personal brand building. I think it really is important, whatever you do, so that people can deal directly with you. They see the front and they see who you are. I think that's increasingly increasingly more important today. I'm realising it as a filmmaker, you know, because, uh, you know, if you hear, you know, nobody knows who directed an episode of EastEnders, but they know a David Lynch or they know a so-and-so. So you've got to try and build your own identity, you know, so that you can, you know, do consulting as well between your filmmaking or, or the same as your business or whatever. So you get many streams that can be, you know. That's what I'm just learning. It took me all this fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm just learning over the last couple of years. I've learned for people online. I've learned for yourself. A few things you've given me some advice on. Um, but... Uh, no man, we could talk all night, you know. But um, we can do this again in the future, you know, if you're up for it, you know. Sure. And uh, I know. Ho- hopefully, we're going to have a, a few more uh, um, bloopers. I think. I think you like the bloopers better than the actual fucking films. <laughs> <laughs> I says to Steve, I says to Stevie when we were doing Crime Lord. I says, "Oh, did Craig like?" Uh, he says, "Does Craig like the, the stuff he's seen?" Ah, he says, "But I think he likes the bloopers better." <laughs> the bloopers are always funny. It was just. Obviously, the times we we had the one in the balcony where uh, me and Stevie kept going and, and you were keeping it together, and then me and him finally held it together, and it was you that went. And uh, I, it's uh, I always find <laughs> find that part funny. But there was one before we go where uh, it was outside my office, and uh, it's a scene where me and Stevie are uh, talking just as as I'm trying to hide. Oh yeah, guys. got the hostage yeah. inside. 
Um, and we were just fucking around, just learning the lines uh, before you, you you were setting up your camera over there or whatever. Uh, so me and Stevie are running through it a couple of times and uh, I'm walking back to the car and he says something like, uh, can't remember the exact words he said, but and that's when I stormed back in and ended up shooting the guy. Um, but <laughs> he said, oh, he's been saying something about your wife or whatever it was. And that's when I turned around and I went back in the office. But while we were doing the rehearsal, uh, Stevie says, he said something about your wife. Uh, your dog and your cat and all that <laughs> random stuff. I didn't hear that. When it came to filming it, I just seen when, when we're doing the scene and you're behind my head with the camera and I just see that glint in Stevie's eye trying to hold it together. And that I didn't know that. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. That's oh, funny. He fucking said everything. So we were just we were just fucking around, but uh, but he's done all that and you're you're over there doing your thing, and that's where I went. It wasn't like he'd done that to me, he'd nailed me, and then obviously being inexperienced and, and immature as, as most of us guys are, um, I just kept in his face. I'm like, you bastard. Um, so um that was just, you say something about my parrot, I know that would be funny, man. Uh, you know <laughs> the thing is, look, the thing is, you know, when you've got more time in these things, more stuff like that can happen. My shoots have just got we're almost fucking running, do you know what I mean? Um so there's not much time for it. multiple takes of bloopers. As you said, the only time there's multiple takes is when I've got to get it from this angle and that angle. But if I had money in a crew, I'd have four cameras set up so that you're only seen it once. Do you know what I mean? No. That's the way I would do. That's the way I do it in big films, you know. But we don't have the money for that, you know. But uh, no, man, Craig, I could talk to you all night, man. We'll catch up again soon. That, that's thanks for coming on. Um, um, and I've learned a lot for you about you're talking about your affiliate stuff. I'm trying to put any practice over the next couple of years with YouTube videos. And I told you before, I'm putting out a course and stuff, you know. But is there anything else you want to plug before you go? I know Maori's is, but maybe some people are interested in digital marketing stuff. Where, where do they get you? I'll put your links on here. But where's the, the, you know, you probably better get me in my YouTube channel. That's uh, or on my social Aye. media. Um, a lot of my stuff goes on there. If you're interested in digital marketing, affiliate marketing, how to make money online, there's there's literally thousands of videos on my YouTube, um, with all different tutorials and stuff. So, um, and always open to talking to people and trying to point them in the right direction um, in terms of try to make money online so just get me there or on social media um, any of the channels um, and I'm always happy to talk to people and uh, fuck Spielberg but for any independent filmmakers that seen Craig and acting I can recommend him 100% if he's uh, you know but uh, he's picky you know if you couldn't be back in a good role and he's, he's don't, been, he, don't he's, ask me to do that real thing what's that real thing that everybody asks for when you're trying to be in a movie uh, show oh, a showreel, you, show but fuck me. I done you, I done you a showreel, yeah. You got one. Um, you but know. I've had people going, yeah, you need to, to put together a wee video and all that, uh, acting out a scene. I'm like, you can fuck Oh, off. no, no, that's a self, you've, you've got a showreel, but that's self tape. Aye, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Aye, do you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't always go, I don't need people's self tapes. What I do is I want to see their showreel and then I want to speak to them. That's the way that I go. As you know, you said I did it with you. Do you know what I mean? So it's no an absolute uh, self tapes are for like big casting directors. You know, if you go, but you're you're playing a bit late. Do you know what I mean? You don't need any loving for us, man. You know, so right. you're, you know, it's a bit of fun, here, isn't it? Exactly. But all right, Craig. Thanks a lot, man, and everybody. Oh. Uh, anybody that's watched this, really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for watching. And uh, catch you again in the next podcast. Thanks, David. But, cheers. Right, cheers, cheers, Craig. Stay on, mate.